Next time your internet buffers, lags, or drops out, think about how you're connected. Yep, cables in holes. But what if your internet sped through the air quick as a flash? Pentanet is Perth's fixed wireless internet that flies straight to you. Switch to fast, reliable, local internet with Pentanet. Available in selected coverage areas. Uh, welcome to Soundbites. You're listening to DRM1 United. Peter's back in the studio. Hello, How Russell. Are How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. Yourself? Well, <laughs> I've had a better week. You've uh, had a... Challenging week, to say the least. Well, Toyota, I'm coming for a brand new car now, so <laughs> <laughs> let's put it that way. But uh, we're going to keep the topics coming. Last week we talked about life, uh, no, wages last last week. Yeah, the, the to, changing nature yeah, of work. Absolutely. And today we're talking about life. Life and uh, life extension. I thought life and death, since I had a near-death experience. Well, it can include death. There's no reason why we can't talk about that. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, God, you won't save me this time. <laughs> um, so, explain what is life extension. Well, it's a new body of research. It's actually not that new. It's been going on for about 20 years, uh, and it's certainly gained a lot more um, uh, priority over the last uh five to ten years, um, where we're now looking at the various mechanisms of ageing and uh, bringing under medical control. Uh, So what we're not looking at anymore or not uh, accepting anymore is that age is inevitable, uh, that it's uh, something that can't be changed um, and that everyone has to uh, live a long life that is of steady decline uh, and, and sometimes yeah, and sometimes a, a rapid decline. So, um, and, and I mean, we've known for a while that ageing is not something that uh, is unchangeable at all because uh, when we look at diseases such as progeria, which is the acceleration of ageing, so people who um, suffer from progeria um, usually pass away, you know, in their mid-teens, early 20s. So they, they, uh, but they, they don't uh, – well, what they do suffer from is, is um, all the age-related diseases that come with advanced ageing, so coronary heart disease, stroke, um, cognitive decline, all those sorts of things. So, so tonight we'll be looking at uh, life extension and what does it mean if you well, can s- – Step one is l- just don't get, don't get that disease and you'll be fine. Yeah, um, well. Unfortunately, you're not in control of what diseases you get yeah. in life. Yeah, yeah. It just happens that way. That's right. Uh, and so that's what we, we, we that's what we will be talking about. But did you hear the news about the COVID virus vaccine that the University of Queensland has developed? Yeah, no, I was reading about it today, and it's a uh, it's a bit of a pity for our guys, but uh, let's not. Uh um, assume that uh, they hadn't come up with a viable candidate. In fact, in its uh, in its trials, it was showing very good um, antibody uh, response but rates. It did sound. It did sound. The only reason why the government axed it was because it was giving false positive for HIV. Well, it, it's because it uses uh, what's called a, a genetic clamp. Um, and what that means is is that uh, when and I'm not a virologist, so if I'm upsetting all the virologists by murdering what I'm trying to say here. Um, so what it is is that with the, with the, with the vaccine candidate, um, what they have created is a series of protein folds. So think of something like origami. Yeah. Um, and that protein fold matches the, the, the 
protein that's found on the COVID virus um, surface on its lipid. And that's that, and that protein structure pierces the cell and injects the, um, uh, the COVID uh, DNA into the cell. So, so we were able to mimic that fold. But to hold the whole thing together, we used what's called a genetic clamp. Yeah. Um, so think of it like the uh, tape at the end of shoelaces to stop it all from unravelling. Mm. Uh, and we borrowed the one from the HIV. So whilst there is no HIV genetic material, it is simply just the clamp holding it all together. And, uh, and, and, it, what, 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 and actually the, the, the developers already knew that there was a potential that it might provide a false positive, HIV positive result for people who... Um, uh, underwent certain tests for, yep. um, you know, or screening, um, and I, and I guess you know because there are so many other successful candidates, uh, and you can't just have people running around with false HIV positive. Um, oh no, that's scary. Results. Yeah, um, they've decided that uh, it's in the best interest for us to uh, pursue the other candidates that have all been successful. So. And of the four that we backed, so if you like they to think all of the, failed. No, two were very successful, and two have yet to go through stage three clinical trials. But but this is the thing. Okay, so we've got some 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 vaccines that could work, yeah. but two companies, Medora, Medora, I hope I pronounced that correctly, and Pfizer, have already been proven to work and are public. Well, in the UK, Pfizer has already been used. In the US, Pfizer has also been used. Why aren't we just? Like, okay, yes, I understand. We've spent a lot of money, taxpayers' money, on these four candidates. However, surely we can just go and buy some now. Well, that, but that's exactly what we've done. So uh, what it is is of the four candidates – so, you know, many months ago when we had to start making a, a arrangements and, and purchase agreements with all these drug companies, um, we had to sort of predict which one of these is going to cross the line. So, um, and, and, and this is before, you know, we had even got to stage three clinical trials. So the government had to secure these, these dosages. Um, and, and so what the, it's like backing a, a race. Yeah, you, 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 you back four horses in the hope that, you know, at least one through. of them is going to come through. Yeah. So for us, two of them came through and two didn't. Um, so we, we're obviously no longer funding the two that didn't uh, and we are purchasing the two that did. The question is what happens to – because qu- Uni- University of Queensland would have got money to do the research. Yeah. That's a lot of jobs gone potentially or was it their – look, I take it university students were the ones who were doing it, not necessarily private company like – it was the university doing it. Well, it's it's the university, but it will also host um, people like specialist, um, you know, doctors from and PhD and, and uh, sorry, um, professors uh, from from the hospitals. They don't uh, you know, someone of that level of ability uh, doesn't just work in one place. They will work in several places and, and lend their expertise to all of them. But I, I think what we we need to be cognizant of is it's not a case that okay. We're no longer using the um, University of Queensland vaccine. Therefore, there's nothing we can salvage from this. There's actually a lot we've learned from this vaccine. And we've certainly learned a lot from the technique that the University of Queensland um, uh, scientists put into it. So, you know, and and we can actually uh, now look at um, 
is there another way we can modify that HIV genetic clamp? Um, and, and if we can, then that means that we can still apply it, provided it no longer shows up as a, po- a false positive. Um, and that's look, I, I know it doesn't contain any HIV or virus or anything like that, but then you're kind of opening up the human body to understand, okay, well, that might just be one slight tiny bit of the HIV body DNA cell, but then let's say someone with HIV has it or gets gets that one bit and their body mutates the HIV because it's just learnt, oh, hang on. I doubt that would happen. I'm just being very devil, do, double negative. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, imagine if the virus, if the HIV virus ended up going, oh, that's, we can mutate this now to this virus. I'm not saying it would because there's no HIV virus in the actual yeah, so uh, with with that genetic clamp, it's not a, a protein structure, which is what um, uh, the virus is. Yeah, the virus is. It's more of, um, and I forget the name. So, uh, but it's like an, a, an amino acid. Mm. So it, it it does actually dissolve after a certain point of time and becomes inert and gets just carried away by yep. the body, like all waste products do. Well, that's a lot of talk about <laughs> COVID <laughs> and HIV. Um, look, there are two good, well, I won't say Polyprotease, that's what Polyprotease, that's, that's a, good, a good word. Uh, so the Pfizer vaccine has had some interesting side effects from people who are, they have an allergic reaction to the cell that it's encapsulated in. Yeah, so um, it's, a, it's an allergic reaction for people who have severe reactions to certain allergens. Yeah. Uh, so if you, uh, if you have to have an EpiPen uh, for your allergic reactions, then you won't be going on the, um, the Pfizer um, vaccine. But there's other vaccines coming. So we're going to go to a song right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about extending your life. So, <laughs> you know, if you are about to die or something, how do you download your brain into a computer to live forever? Uh, That's one option. (laughs) That's one option. DRN1 United, Perth dedicated LGBTIQA plus station. We are live on DRN1 United. This is Soundbites with Peter and Russell. And Peter, you made a boo boo. Yeah, I made two (laughs) boo boos. So uh, just before the the break, uh, I was talking about a DNA clamp. Actually, what I should have said was a molecular clamp. And I also called the uh, molecular clamp made up of uh, poly. Uh, polymerase, which is actually polypeptide. So I apologise to all those people who are trying to get it right. Uh, please don't mimic what I said before. It is definitely a molecular clamp and it's made up of a polypeptide. Well, there you go. It's, uh, it wasn't as bad as some people. I'm always willing to admit my mistakes. You have to. That's how you learn in this world. Especially when <laughs> I can't blame them on somebody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, True. That is actually really true. Uh, we should no, just, it's not. It, it is true. <laughs> well, I, well, I had a car crash. I can't blame on anyone else but me. I can blame on my brakes, but they worked. They locked up. So they went, um, But we're talking about living longer, living living indefinitely, basically. Um, I'm, I'm all, all down to be downloaded into a computer. Yeah, so this is, this is a different type of um, approach to longevity. Uh, so uh, essentially when we look at human lifespan over the eons, um, 
you, you, you can calculate it uh, by a number of ways. You can look at life expectancy, so the life expectancy of a population uh, or the lifespan of an individual. Uh, so when we look at life expectancy of people who lived a couple of thousand years ago, it's, it's not very long. It's only you know, in the 30s and, and very early 40s. That's not to say that there were individuals who didn't live longer. So a lot of people get that wrong when they talk about in the past in the, and, and certainly in... Um, ancient times, even primitive times, um, our threats were a lot uh, more savage and severe. Yeah. Uh, we had very little control over our environment. We had very little control over, well, we had no control over disease unless we magically, not magically, unless we stumbled across uh, a plant that would help us or that sort of thing. So, um, But a lot of people died just simply from, you know, um, problems with their teeth, uh, you know, or, or simple infections that um, became septic. So yeah. uh, uh, it was only actually in the last couple of hundred years that people's life expectancy um, or population life expectancy started to go up. Um, but, e- but even in the last uh, hundred years, so in the early 1900s, we'd only sort of moved it up up to about you know late forties, early fifties, mm. uh, and again, that's uh, life expectancy of a population, and we're talking a global population, not uh, a single individual. So you know, with better medicine and everybody you know uh, understanding the values of eating right and exercise and all that sort of stuff, uh, we're now at the point where we've managed to extend people's lifespans by up to about 80. So people who are born today can expect to live up to about 80, 82 in Australia. Although sadly, uh, we have our Indigenous population, which is 9 to 10 years younger than mm. um, uh, non-Indigenous population. So, so we still have a lot to address there uh, to make sure that uh, whatever the uh, disadvantages that they're facing uh, that are causing them to have shorter lifespans needs to be overcome. Uh, they need to have as much opportunity and equality as the rest of us. So now what we're, we're doing, because what we've always sort of done is we've, we've treated the symptoms of ageing. So according to researchers like Aud- Aubrey de Grey, um, he said, you know, we are tackling things such as Alzheimer's and um, uh, cognitive decline and cardiovascular disease and cancer and liver disease and kidney disease. But he said all of those are just symptoms of, of the ageing process. And he mm. gives the example of um, a car. When you buy a car, if you do no maintenance on it, eventually all the, you know, the, the wearing of parts that are moving and the friction and all that sort of stuff um, that make the car go forward or backwards and stop, uh, eventually wear out the, the metal, metal rust yeah, yeah, you're 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 going to need to buy a new car. Simple as that. Yeah, but you're going to have a car crash. But then, but then he says, well, if you really think about it, if you then invest in that vehicle and you uh, do the right maintenance, you know, swapping out bad parts for new parts and all that sort of stuff, um, then you minimise um, all, all that degradation, and in fact, you can keep the vehicle in pristine condition. Um, physicists talk about. Uh, what they refer to as entropy, which is just simply the state of um, how things go from a low state of entropy, which is a low state of uh, uh, like assembly. Uh, you know, so for, for us, um, we, we are, you know, when we're first born, we have a very low state of entropy. Everything works well, you know, we uh, brand new, that sort of stuff. But over time, we start to d- degrade and, and we start to fall apart. Uh, and, and physicists talk about that in everything. 
everything is just going from one state of uh, high, uh, high entropy to low entropy. Um, and so they talk about that happening to us. Um, so all this is all about um, just the degradation of the body over time. Uh, but well, now, let's let's be honest. People get heart transplants, liver transplants. Yeah. Apparently, a few brain transplants happening. <laughs> there's there, yeah, the well, there is, there is a guy, the guy yeah, in China? He, and he wants to have his whole head transplanted. Yeah, it has happened apparently, and no news if he's alive. Um, I'm going to guess the fact that nobody knows means it wasn't successful. <laughs> Otherwise, you would hear about it. Well, no, the doctor came out saying it was a success and the person's now in a six-month coma. Right. I don't think a six-month... I'm not really sure that's a measure of success. <laughs> like, if you're, if, you're, if you're in a coma, that's not a good thing. Well, um, not normally, anyway. And, yeah, and also, of... like, I no, do not chop my head off and put me on another body. No. But I think that patient in particular was uh, quite an advanced stage of a cancer. A, it was a second patient because the first patient pulled out because he found love. Well, there you go. So that was really touching. Love does conquer all, even if it's just for the couple of months you're still alive. <laughs> um, so that, a good choice on his behalf to stay alive. Yeah. Um, and look, if it does work, and it did work, if it did work and, it, and it's proven to work, it could change the way the paraplegics, I hope I pronounced that correctly, um, actually get walking again. Because imagine if your spine is damaged and they can just remove your head and plant you onto another head. Uh, and onto another body. Yeah, but that, that's the complete severing of your spine there. That's what I'm talking about. Well, why can't you just fix the old one? If, if you can se- sever a spine completely, uh, you should be or a spinal fix, yeah. cord, and put it, attach it to somebody else. I know, else. but apparently they, I don't know. But that's what this, this sort of medical research is all looking at, is it's that whole regenerative process. So um, you, you would actually regenerate all the damaged areas of your body, Stem cell research is actually a really good thing. They apparently stem cell, like, funny enough, here in Australia, and I can only go by what I've been told, stems, being pumped with your own stem cells is technically against the law. But they well, do it to pets. Well... It's crazy. A- a- animals are, uh, unfortunately, legally speaking, animals aren't I know. Uh, are considered property. But if, if, if it's good enough for a I'm not a lawyer, by the way. I know, but if uh, it's good enough for an animal to get injected with their own stem cells to make their joints better or to repair, I think, like, for example, my heart. My heart is going to need to go for a jolt on the 23rd of December. Just take some DNA from me and clone me a brand new heart. Fix up the mistakes because clearly it's going to be a clone, so it's going to have the same fault that my current heart has, but use the latest and greatest medication or treatment to repair it then transplant it. Then I wouldn't need the transplant. Like, look, it's it's one of those things. I even spoke to my cardiologist about this. I said, a heart transplant for a HIV person. They're like, it doesn't happen. Won't happen. It's not allowed. You, you're just not on that list because your HIV is technically a terminally ill. Oh, even though, even oh, I did not know that. Yeah. But, yep. So if you have HIV, you are not going to get t- transplants here in um, Australia. So, once your body's gone, it's gone. So, let's download me into a computer quick smart. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because, um, I mean, and, and that's what some of this research is. All, well, it's all this research, what they've done is they've identified nine 
key factors yep. that are all about the body ageing and um, uh, needing rejuvenation. And that's actually what Aubrey de Grey talks about is um, rejuvenation medication. So it'll be things like stem cells for certain problems, uh, generating new organs for others. Um, and he says it's all actually out there. And, and, yeah. and the fact that we actually do this with our animals, our cats and dogs and sheep and all that sort of stuff, um, is actually proof of concept. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm not saying I'm not. Look, I if 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 stems from what I've been told from doctors and, and specialists that stem cells are amazing. It's like basically your own repairer. We need to be investing in this. I understand that it might cost a lot of money and it might be scary to have people be alive a lot longer because you're using their own body to fix them. But but actually that that is exactly the whole reason. And in fact, more people need to be thinking about ageing as a medical condition rather than, oh, well, that's just what happens to you. Um, because when you think about it, how much money do we spend um, both in charities uh, for cancer, for heart disease, all those... Whereas if we can fix ageing, we actually eliminate the bulk of those issues. Well, yeah, and I, I, okay, we don't really fix brain cancers or anything like that, but you, you, that's a step in the right direction because... But, but if you look at a lot of those diseases, I'm not saying all of them, and I'm not saying that there's no such thing as, um, sadly, paediatric cancer, and there's no such thing as... I wish there was, but, you know, those things uh, still yeah. occur. But... When you consider that the majority of people who suffer from cardiovascular disease, from kidney disease, liver disease, it, it, they are all you know middle to late aged. Totally, and and the the the, the question I have, which will I'll ask the question, then we'll go to a break, is is this almost playing God? Oh, like the, the big question. The big question is, yeah. is like like. Is this basically rewriting what humans are meant to do? Like, you're meant to be born, you're meant to die. If you don't, can live forever, are you playing God? We're going to be back on Soundbites. Stick around, stay tuned. You're listening to DRN1 United. DRN1 United, Perth dedicated LGBTIQA plus station. We are on Soundbites. Peter and Russell here. God, are we playing God? Are we playing God with life extension? I, it's... Think, we, I think we are. So... I disagree, okay. and, I'll, and I'll state my case, okay. if, I, if I may. <laughs> Go for um, it. State so your f- case. First, first of all, um, the statement, are we playing God? Um, you would then have to ask, are we playing God with every form of medical intervention? Yes, we so, are. So, but is, so then you're assuming that there's a certain element to that that is incorrect or that it shouldn't be pursued. So to give you an example, back in... Um, the late 1800s, there was a doctor who uh, made the realisation that um, doctors who'd come from the morgue and then gone straight into the birth suites and um, without washing their hands or performing any form of hygiene um, led to an increase in um, infant mortality and also mothers dying um, soon after childbirth. And, and that's actually a really sad story because he, when he started coming out saying, listen, you're going to have to wash your hands. You can't go from the morgue straight into the birthing suites. Um, you know, this is killing babies. He was actually hounded. He was a German doctor, an Austrian doctor. Um, he was actually hounded for coming out and saying this sort of stuff. Um, but years later, um, 
they made the same connection again and then they started washing their hands and pre- pre- um, performing um, this hy- hygienic uh, routine. Yeah. And it led to um, a decrease in infant mortality of around eight, uh, 58 uh, to 63%. So all of a sudden we've got all these kids that aren't dying anymore. So are we playing God there? Should, should we have just gone, well, you know, we had a no, high... But, but that's, human, that's human error. Like, let's, let's face it, we all get taught these days to wash your hands after you go in the toilet. So, but why? You're talking. Why, why not just accept? And why? Why take any medication? And if you get an infection, why? You well, know. there's a difference, I think. Like, okay, so for example, the example that you just gave, the morgue, you're playing with a dead body that has bacteria and most probably other disgusting things on it, germs, natural, and and that the body's already rigor mortising. It's basically the body is dying, or well. It's, the cells are disintegrating. But, but you used the statement, are we playing God? And, and the question a- then is, are you then interfering with God's plan? And now I'm an atheist, so I'd actually, the, the whole concept of God is null and void for me, uh, and I'm not trying to offend anyone who, who's faith-based. That's absolutely fine with me. I have no problem with that. Um, all I'm saying is, is that you could put that argument and in fact it has been used it has yeah. been used in many things and most certainly in equality um for so, for for a lot of purposes so at what point do you turn to um behaviors and put on it a deity and then make the decision that that deity has said this is an interference. Well, okay, let not me... Not within my plan. No, but okay, let me put it into another perspective. And people, this this one might go a bit off the rails. So <laughs> if you have lost someone uh, because of COVID, I apologise. But I am going to use COVID as the example here or any SARS virus. We have just gone through a pandemic. We're still not out of this pandemic. It has killed millions of people. And we are making a vaccine yeah. to cure this, this horrible... De- illness uh, or virus, full stop. Now, if just 2019, we had Thanos uh, from Avengers come out with the whole snap your fingers and half the world's gone, human problems are solved, the environment's fixed, all that kind of stuff. I'm using Marvel as the reference here. And is could potentially COVID have been that kind of Thanos snap? Okay, not quite as glamorous, um, but it has unfortunately passed a lot of people away and it, it does change things we saw when we had to go in lockdown the animals were taking the streets back human the pollution in our in our atmosphere was disappearing the the earth was actually benefiting from us being controlled by this virus yeah, but that's... I'm not saying that's God playing its thing, but I'm just saying, like... I'm no, t- no, but you- none of those things you mentioned are directly related to whether we should fight a virus or not. I'm not we, s- we should absolutely continue to look after our planet. We should absolutely continue to do everything we can to address climate but change. But was that God saying, right, you're not looking after my planet, so here you go? Well, no, you, you could say that for any of the things that have happened over human history. I mean, this is the problem. When you start attributing things to God, when there is no evidence that he, she, it exists, um, certainly from my perspective... Um, and I, and I would find it very capricious that a God would try to send us a message. confused message through activities that he, she, it 
would know that as a species we would respond as best we could to mitigate that. We would do the same if we identified an asteroid coming. We would do the same if we knew that a, a volcano was going to erupt. We actually do that. You know, when I remember when this virus first came out, and, and all these people who think they're intelligent, but they're not, when they say dumb things like, oh, do you know how many people a year die from the cold? Do you know how many? And I'm like, you know, we actually... We do. We, we do, and we do things to try and mitigate that. Yeah. You know, oh, do you know how many people die of car accidents? Okay, yeah, we do, and that's why we have... Seatbelts and brakes and airbags and road rules and better cars and now we've got cars that are you know keeping an eye on things and we're going to keep getting better we're going to keep trying to mitigate this stuff and none of that is in any way related to us not taking a threat seriously and uh, look I'm I'm not saying that we didn't look I think we're taking this threat very seriously I'll turn down your microphone so you can take water Um, but the 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 thing is like we okay so we got some vaccines now and and that will hopefully uh, stop this virus from ever happening again. Well, this version of the SARS virus from happening again. But the next one's going to come, and the next one's going to come, and the next one's going to come. We don't know when. But you're actually proving my point. I know I'm proving because your point. Why are these? Why are these viruses coming? Why? Why have we in the last five to ten years seen the rise of H1N1 and MERS and SARS and all those, and now COVID? Why, why is this happening? And some people are linking that to um, climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a climate expert, you know, as I'm not an expert on so many fields. Um, but we talk about them. We talk about them and, and we welcome experts in. So we're not exclude Anyone who doesn't know about this stuff, please come in and we'll chat to you about it and, and educate us. And if you want to message the station, message DRM1 United and we will read your comment out on air. We will not read your name out on air though. No. So um, just message the station. We're happy to... Yeah. Read so, your comments. So, and and so, the, the, what we have to look at is: Are we only treating symptoms, or are we actually going to the root cause of this stuff? Um, and and that's what we that, and that goes back to my original point. Rather than treat cardiovascular disease and cancer and all the other diseases that are age related, let's let's first of all accept that aging it can come under medical control, and once you accept that. Um, and you start going, right, rather than raise funds for um, cancer research, and we've, we will still need to do that, but if we can mitigate 80% of people getting cancer simply by stopping them from getting old, um, then we, we, we are already being able to channel so much more money in the future into that research. And... and, and we, we can use that over a variety of different um, diseases. But then people are going to have to work longer and people don't want to work for 110 years. They just want to work till they're 70. Actually, they don't even want to do that, quite frankly. Uh, but that's the mindset that's been put in us because we've been told that by the time we're 80, you know, if, you, if you're not in the ground, you're not far <laughs> from it. So whereas if I was to say to someone, yeah. okay, I, look, I don't actually want to work any uh, longer than I have to, but... I'm not talking about getting to 70 or 67, which is the current retirement age mm. for people now, um, and being aged. 
So we are talking about being able to rejuvenate the body back to a chronological or biological age, I should say, not chronological, sorry about that, a biological age of between 25 to 30 years of age. So you would have, you would not have the decline in memory function, um, in you know, physical um, movement, uh, all those sorts of things. So you, you, you would be no different than the average 25 to 30-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you would maintain that level of vitality, um, you know, not indefinitely. And I think a lot of people are getting confused that life extension um, means that you'll live forever. You won't. There's no such thing as immortality because you, you can still suffer injury, whether that's in uh, an accident, uh, whether you are, you know, uh, you know, fall off a cliff by accident or those sorts of things. Um, You you know, you you accidentally get shot or whatever it is. Um, You can still suffer catastrophic injury, which is beyond the body's ability to live through. So, um, and equally, and and in fact, there's there's another um, fellow on on YouTube um, uh, who, who worked out even if we had a mortality rate, so even if we, we reduced the mortality rate of the global population to 0.1% per annum, your average life expectancy would still only be about 750 years. That's a lot. It is a lot. Um, and only one in 20,000 people would live to be 5,000 years old. So there are some researchers out there now who believe the first person to reach 1,000 years of age is walking and alive today. Um, so I, I find that quite exciting. But you don't have to take this medication. It's an intervention. You'll have to actually take medication to rejuvenate yourself. So if you don't want to do that, um, then you don't have to. Um, but you know, there are a lot of philosophical debates come from that, and, and you did touch on that. So will you have to live forever? Or will you have time to set up investments and stuff so you can then be self-sufficient in the long term? But what would that mean to the newer generations coming? You know, what if people did want to continue to work? What does that mean for you know people moving up organisations? Or if you owned a business, who would you who would you hand that over to if you had seven several thousand descendants that all wanted a piece of it? Who knows? Most I just give it away to charity. Or you could do that, and that's why a lot of people. That's, well, that's why some do. people give it away to their cats or dogs. So uh, we're going to take a break right now because we are. We just, we just spoke for fifteen minutes on God. <laughs> um, I didn't. <laughs> we did, um, but what we are going to do right now, we're going to uh, chuck on some young blood uh, and his song "Ice Cream Man." He just recently came out as Polyamorous. Oh, well so done. Uh, good on him. Hope he's welcome happy. to the party. Welcome to the party. Here it is. You're listening to DRN. United. DRN1 United, Perth dedicated LGBTIQA plus station. You're listening to Soundbites, uh, Pete and Russell. I don't know why I just wanted to call you Pete. You can call me Pete. That, yeah, like Pete you can call me Pete, I don't mind. Uh, Pete and Russell ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we well, are talking about that image just went to your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not in a good place either. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about our life expectancy. Where are we going now? With life this? extension. <laughs> with life extension. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's not all. It's can we not just all. get an extension cord? That's pretty. That's pretty lively. Hey, look, you can do that. You can do that. Um, I'm sure there's 240 volts. I, or 240 
vaults. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. Look, if you're happy to fill in the OSH forms, you can do it. The OSH forms? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the work and safety forms. Yeah. The, the, um, the lawyer do not sue me yeah. <laughs> forms. No, yep. you can't, no, you can't sign that off. You, you well, you can't sign your own electric... No, you can't, you can't say, I, uh, I, I, I free you from the burden of ensuring OSH oh. is... Yeah, can't do that. Sorry. Damn. Yeah, the right. Oak Health and Safety Act of uh, 1984, I think it was, um, doesn't allow you to do that. Oh, so even if some, a staff member actually wanted... <laughs> no, we're not going to go there. Yeah, uh, let's, yeah let's they won't have a very long life expectancy <laughs> <laughs> if, if they go around signing away their... Uh, oh, Jesus. Or, or freeing um, the, the employer of the um, requirement to maintain workplace yeah. safety. Well... Yes, I understand how work health safety works because I had to keep my cables away go. from people. Excellent. Tipping hazards. That will definitely not help your life expectancy. No, it's a good way to... End it shortly. Yeah. Break a leg or two. Yeah. So... So, we were talking, we were talking about the philosophical um, discussions now about um, what does it mean? What does it mean for us as a species? If we... And not if, actually. It's when we start... Um, extending people's lifespans, um, you know, and, and there is a there is a saying that says, you know, if you can live forever, then tyrants will never die. So we need to be very mindful. Of Are we saying like Rupert Murdoch will never die? You, you're going to get letters. That's okay. You're, you're going to get and a black van parked out the front. Oh, what's in the black van? You don't want to know. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch. Well, I don't think I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he does that sort of work personally. Oh, we're talking about his high who goons. Yeah, I think we may need to move straight off this topic. So, for Rupert example, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so for example, yep. So, for example, um, if you think of any of the dictators of, for, through history, you know, if they never, if they were able to maintain like vitality, Hitler. yeah, through you know, and and remain at an age of twenty five to thirty. Um, what does that mean for their reign? You know, at least now, even even the most vile dictators um, are, 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 are limited. I'm not biting on that one, that's for sure. Um, are limited by the the lifespan that we have. Chinese um, Z, I can't pronounce his name, but the Chinese CCP leader. So, <laughs> Malcolm Turnbull. Oh no, he's so, not. <laughs> So the the whole point of that is you Boris know, Johnson Dr Evil you know if he could live forever if Dr Evil could live forever Trump. if what would that mean what would that mean for us as societies and what does that yeah. mean for things like overpopulation um so so we need to we need to maybe look at um treating age as a, a medical condition and bringing it under medical control but Elon uh, Musk a, wants to move us to Mars, which solves the overpopulation kind of thing. Well, you know, and this is uh, this is, uh, and you know, this is one of our new next topics that's going to come up in the next, probably in the new year, uh, is um, colonizing other worlds because it's another f- favorite topic of mine. I've got a lot of favorite topics, as you probably guessed. Yeah. Um, but uh, just not Kim Jong Un. <laughs> so, like any any disruptive technology, humanity is always changed to meet yeah. uh, the challenges that come from it. So, when we look at the industrial revolution, you know the whole departing from agricultural lands and working in factories. You know, you couldn't get more disruptive than that. Um, and yet, you know, w- 
we didn't destroy ourselves in that. We didn't um, we we didn't break ourselves to pieces in that. Mm. You know, in, in fact, if anything, it increased the quality of life for everybody. Well, I I put some very strong. You said quotation. everybody now, so oh, I know I'm going to get letters. Uh, I it, put some it, very strong it, it, quotations it, around it, that. Um, it helped some people; it didn't help others. It, it hasn't helped everybody, um, well, and actually, that's still a failure of the capitalist system: is the assumption that the capitalist model can fix everything, and it can't. Well, but anyway, well, that's, that's the something. other the other uh, to go on with that whole revolution of factories and work. Now we've got AIs taking over, and and. Mining jobs are going. Yeah. We're having car manufacturing got jobs going. Woolworths has just brought out robot stackers, so your stacking will be gone. Uh, there's robot checkouts. There's literally so many computer and that, and computer jobs now. Yeah, where that, young sixteen year olds are not going to have a job. Well, the, you know. Uh, uh, we're sort of veering off topic, but that was like for our topics last week and the week before where Go we talked about them out. yeah um, on on the podcast they're great to listen to when they're up <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so myself um, is is that uh, one uh, what is entry level now you know yeah. when I was a teenager entry level was exactly what you just described shelf stacking at the checkouts that sort of stuff um, that's trolley retrieval. Um, thing if you have life expectancy and life li- and your life is is if you're three thousand years old and some sixteen year old comes and tries to get a job, well, who do you exactly hire? Right. So like, and, and so that's why last week we talked about the universal basic income. So if if we are able, if we've got all this automation and AI, and we are able to produce goods literally that are solely or virtually the cost of the raw material plus some processing, then you're going to have a lot of cheap stuff. Um, and if you want people to keep buying that stuff, you're going to have to give them something with which to buy it. We, cheap is not good, people. I didn't say it was good. I'm just saying that at our current system of consumption and consumerism is all centred around um, that contribution we make um, to consumption. So buying stuff, using it for a while... It breaks down either through planned or um, engineered obsolescence uh, and then us replacing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and we need to be very careful and try not to drift too far away from our original topic that we don't oh. treat people like that too. So that's why we originally talked about um, uh, the nature of work, uh, AI and universal basic income. Yep. Well, we are nearly out of time. We've only got three minutes left, so we will talk quickly about what is on next week's show because next week's show is going to be our last show for the year. It's Christmas time. I love Christmas. As an atheist, I love Christmas. (laughs) Hang on. You're an atheist and you love Christmas? You can. There's no reason. Well, like I like Chinese food. I don't have to live in China. I like Indian food. I don't have to live in India. You know, I don't have to accept everything that comes with it. Do you put and, and if and if I really wanted to get you know political political about it, um, a lot of Christmas traditions are actually pagan traditions. Um, well, we'll so. talk about that next week on Soundbite. So make sure you're listening for the Christmas jingle bells. The and is there really nothing more festive than glittery lights, tinsel? <laughs> Mariah Carey and her brand new TV series called Oh Santa now oh. available on, AB, on on Apple TV. Uh, Not sponsored, by the way, but I have watched it and I tuned it off very quickly. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't seem like something it that's going to. It was okay. At the beginning, the first five minutes where Mariah Carey is not in it, fantastic. Oh, put Mariah Carey there, 
turns into disaster. Okay. She's, she can sing. She can. She's great at that. But I wanted a, like a once upon a Christmas kind of movie, not a Mariah Carey concert. And that's what they did. They well, yes, you're in North Pole, and yes, you've got elves and all that kind of lovely stuff. It was just literally Mariah Carey, uh, Snoop Dogg, Nicki Minaj. It was just a star-studded. Any one of of uh, Mariah Carey's friends yeah, was yeah. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, oh, Jingle yeah, Bell. No, sh- no, yeah, no. Turn off the TV yeah. now. Oh, okay, yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds like too much saccharine for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it was. As, see, even the sirens are. As, yeah, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like going, wrap it up, wrap it up, boys. Uh, 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 so we're going to be talking about Christmas and all the Christmas traditions next. Week. I was going to say next year. Next week. <laughs> Skipping it. Uh, and then we will be back. Uh, well, we'll tell you when we'll be back next week, but uh, it is sometime in January. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Soundbites for another Friday afternoon, another week. Thanks for being with us. And we're going to put you back to some music right now. Stick around, stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and uh, find us on Spotify, iTunes, music, uh, iTunes Podcast, Amazon Podcast. Basically, anywhere you get your podcast, and also subscribe to our Facebook page, DRN One United. You can like our Facebook page there, and we'll see you next week when we talk all things Christmas on Soundbites. Bye bye.